Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños back in San Francisco, and today we're focusing the entire show on Proposition 1, the only statewide initiative on the March ballot. Proposition 1 would allow the state to issue more than $6 billion in bonds for supportive housing and residential treatment facilities for people experiencing homelessness and mental illness. Governor Gavin Newsom is one of the main backers of the measure. We've radically changed the way we're doing business. We've created more flexibility, more tools, more accountability, more resources. Now we just need, we need more beds. Prop 1 would also amend the Mental Health Services Act, a tax on high earners that was approved by voters two decades ago. It would set aside 30 percent of the revenue generated from that tax to help house people with behavioral health conditions. Now, local governments are eyeing Prop 1 through a different lens. The Placer County Board of Supervisors has voted to oppose it, fearing state overreach. From KAZU in Monterey, Elena Neal-Sachs reports that ultimately, it may come down to local priorities. Santa Cruz Mayor Fred Keeley's top priority is reducing homelessness. Proposition 1 is going to provide some funding to help address that issue which has been sorely underfunded and unaddressed for a long time. But for Katie Eckert, who runs Monterey County Behavioral Health, it's more complicated. She worries Prop 1 would slash funding for the county's existing mental health services and put more restrictions on how the county can use its remaining funds. Would you like me to share my screen? I can show you. Yeah. She pulled up a table with each behavioral health program's current funding, along with the expected changes if Prop 1 passes. And so all of these prevention programs that that our community really values highly and makes a difference locally, likelihood they would all be defunded. But for Mayor Keeley in Santa Cruz, decreasing homelessness is the point, not preserving local control or other programs. We've got an opportunity to do something positive and take a step that has not been there before. Ultimately, if county mental health funds are used for housing, there's less available for prevention programs. At the end of the day, the question for voters is, what's your priority? 
For the California Report, I'm Elena Neal Sachs. And in Butte County, I'm Eric Adams. Okay, how was your day today? At Oroville's African American Family Cultural Center, elementary age children are gathered for the after school program. The center hosts free programs like this and several more, all of which could be cut if voters approve Prop 1. It's one of the most stressful things like I think I've come across in a while. That's Executive Director Tiffany McMillan. It feels like the carpet's just getting ripped out from underneath our feet. Butte County's Behavioral Health Department uses state money to fund this program and others, like free anger management classes and tax filing assistance. The money we do get, like, it actually affects real people that were actually trying to, like, change their lives and tell them it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. You can trust us. In Chico, the Iverson Wellness and Recovery Center faces a similar fate. It offers peer support and services to people recovering from substance use or other mental health challenges. Program director Brianne Arbogast. I've heard comments like this place has saved my life more times than I can count. And I think that speaks so highly to the value that we offer the community. But Butte County behavioral health leaders say an unintended consequence of Prop 1 could be losing programs that would keep more people from needing Prop 1 funded housing. For the California Report, I'm Eric Adams. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randal Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Prop 1 isn't the first ballot measure that's tried to help Californians who live in that overlap between homelessness and mental illness. In 2018, voters passed No Place Like Home, a proposition that committed to building thousands of affordable housing units for homeless residents experiencing mental health issues. But a new investigation from CalMatters shows the measures delivered only a fraction of what proponents promised. Are the results of No Place Like Home a cautionary tale for what might happen if Prop 1 passes? CalMatters homelessness reporter Marisa Kendall is here to help answer that question. Hi, Marisa. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So what exactly did the No Place Like Home measure promise Californians? So the Yes campaign that backed the ballot measure promised it would build 20,000 units of housing for people who needed mental health support. There's been less than 2,000 units built using that funding, and they estimate that in total, fewer than 8,000 units will be built with those funds. Wow. So why hasn't more progress been made? 
So it turns out that to come anywhere close to that 20,000 number, developers would have had to pair No Place Like Home funds with other complementary funds. And they have been doing that. They've been using these funds with half a dozen or more funding sources from the state, local and federal government. And these projects are also falling victim to everything from challenges getting projects approved to nimbyism from communities that don't want these developments uh, in their neighborhoods to lawsuits under California's Environmental Quality Act. If Prop 1 passes, how likely is it that we could see some barriers to progress that we have with No Place Like Home? Prop 1 projects still will have to use additional funding sources, most likely. But one thing that is different is Prop 1 projects will be exempt from lawsuits filed under California's Environmental Quality Act. And developers say that could help speed things up. But it is important to note that Prop 1 has only promised about 4,400 units of housing. And it's estimated there's more than 180,000 homeless people in California. So for the lucky few who get a Prop 1 apartment, it could make a world of difference. But overall, the impact that it's going to have on California's homelessness crisis is going to be really small. Wow. Thank you so much for your reporting, Marisa. You're welcome. That was Cal Matters homelessness reporter Marisa Kendall. And that is the California Report for Monday, February 26th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org lbca. The William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, investing in creative thinkers and problem solvers who are working to ensure that people, communities, and the planet can flourish. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all, on the web at theschmidt.org. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Thanks.